With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hi, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, you know, in mid-April, now we're in mid-summer now, but in mid-April, cops were called to a Philadelphia Starbucks because two patrons, actually they weren't patrons, they were just persons at the time, they hadn't purchased anything, they refused to leave the establishment because the the manager said, you you, you either buy something here or or you've got to go. Um... According to Starbucks policy, that they are meant to call the cops. The the, the um, management of the store is meant to call the cops. In another, another incident, a Yale University student who was napping in one of those kind of like common dorm room spaces where there's a bunch of couches and what have you, um, some other student said, eh, she doesn't look like she belongs here, and they called the cops, as opposed to tapping her on the shoulder and saying, hey, do you live here, or do you, or wh- 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 why are you here? Um, cops are called to deal with unruly children in schools. Cops are called to deal with parents who can't parent their kids. Uh, some of these call-outs, some of these calls for service are just absolutely absurd, and all they're really going to do is get egg in the face of the police officer because, like in Philadelphia, you know, naturally there's a camera everywhere. You know, they got... Five or six or whatever guys come into the into the establishment to remove these two patrons, which is according to Starbucks policy. It just didn't look good. You know, the optics of it were negative. What do you think? Well, I think it's 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 um, interesting that you left race out of both incidents. Mm. That that race was the right. defining issue. And I think um, personally, anecdotally, I've seen. Um, homeless looking people removed from Starbucks. Uh, no video was taken. Cops were not accused of any wrongdoing. That if, if some uh, place has a trespassing uh, uh, policy, they can have people removed. And uh, there's a penal code section for it. So, but, but I, think, I think the crux of the matter came down that both incidents involved uh, in Starbucks, Philadelphia, two African-American men uh, at Yale, in the common area of the dorm room, it was an African American female, and so the police are called by a caller who calls dispatch, and but the news sees it as the police doing wrong, and I think that's where um, we've got to be a little more strategic in our response to those kinds of calls. Um, another one, another interesting one, happened here in the Bay Area in Oakland at Lake Merritt. Um, a bunch of mixed race uh, individuals were having um, a barbecue. Uh, a woman uh, is shown on a video calling 911 because she didn't believe that they had a permit to barbecue. Hmm. Well, okay, say you're a police officer responding to this. This is when you have a weapon in your toolkit and it's called discretion. Right. Yeah. And nothing dictates that you are to take custody of these unlawful arrests or unlawful detentions. 
that you can start by interrogating the caller. I was just going to raise that very issue. And and find out, well, exactly why did you call? And, um, you know, this woman says she has a room on this floor and aren't these couches for lounging? And isn't that what she's doing? Or for the the Starbucks manager, I think that's a that's a little bit of a different uh, situation because uh, these individuals haven't purchased anything. They are in a store and a store can say no shirt, no shoes, no service. And if you violate any of those, you're out. Um, yeah, but they were wearing shoes and shirts. Right. <laughs> so. But but they're they're in the in the and I believe me, I'm not defending yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. I'm just saying that if the policy says you're inside, you're asking to use the uh, facilities and you're not buying anything, you're occupying a table. I mean, that's kind of the norm at Starbucks. Anyhow, people are interviewing jobs. and People spend, not just Starbucks, but you fill in the blank coffee shop. You know, there's a mom and pop shop right around the corner from my house. And there's you could see people there for hours and hours and hours. Right. Part of the concept of this um, for the proprietor of, say, a coffee shop is to make the place look busy. And to invite more customers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're taking up a space and a paying customer has no space to sit down, then, okay, I'm beginning to see at least some justification. But I was going to say, put the onus of responsibility on the caller and ask them, okay, so what precisely is the problem here? And can we resolve this in a way that doesn't involve me trying to put somebody in handcuffs? Right. And, uh, I, and I'm sure that many of our listeners, if not all of them, have, have done been, this. They've been called to some ridiculous call uh, that wasn't screened properly. I went one time to a, a, a call of a woman who was scared. Uh, the caller uh, didn't indicate why. I think it was a hang up. I get there and it's this 85 year old woman who's, who's afraid because her light over her doorway went out. So, uh, in answer to age, that age-old question of how many cops does it take to... <laughs> change a light bulb? That was me. It was one. <laughs> so it was the one. answer is one. Uh, so, it doesn't take a full-blown investigation to figure out that these calls are not no-brainers. A quick interview of the caller, uh, a brief explanation can be given to them that this activity is not illegal or illicit. Uh, you can be courteous but firm. That's mm-hmm. the important part so that you avoid a callback and you avoid a complaint mm-hmm. because obviously somebody with this kind of uh, amount of time on their hands will surely pick up that that phone and call Ab- back absolutely and ask for a supervisor because mm-hmm. the cops didn't do what they wanted them to i think there's three solutions here one is a good dispatcher a good dispatcher will never put out things that they shouldn't uh, when you get those calls and and maybe there wasn't some uh, you know thorough vetting of the caller, uh, a nice neutral uh, email or MVT message, a mobile vehicle terminal transmission, uh, or a phone call to a dispatch supervisor can easily clear it up. Make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, you can do the explain and leave, mm-hmm. and never even talk to the quote mm-hmm. violator. And third, if a caller is asking you to make the citizen's arrest, and it is a borderline uh, infraction, again, that's where discretion kicks in. And Mm -hmm. you have that authority to say not everybody goes to jail. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can admonish. You can uh, say you're going to make a report. Uh, If the person insists on a custodial arrest, uh, here in California, 849B of the Penal Code says that you can take the custody, technically release them immediately, give mm-hmm. them an 849B slip saying that 
it was a detention only and not an arrest. And then you follow it up with a two-liner report and all the bases are covered. Um, again, not everybody goes to jail. Yeah. You know, I, I do want to get back to kind of placing the onus of responsibility on the citizens who are perceiving themselves to be the victim of something. Right. Right. Uh, I, not too many years ago, I worked at a bar. It wasn't the roughest room in the, in the city, but I worked at a bar. I was the bouncer. I was the bartender. I was handyman and everything else. Never once in five years of working there had I called the cops. And we had drunk people all night, every night. And you have to figure out a way to manage them. You know, I don't have to talk them into handcuffs, but I have to talk them out of the building. Right. You, you, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And it, there are so many people who don't want to have the responsibility of enforcing their own rules or, you know, like manager in that Starbucks, which, by the way, the Starbucks has completely changed their tune on non-paying citizens sitting in their stores. They've completely changed that. Right, right. Um, because of the optics of that Philadelphia uh, incident. People out there, please take some responsibility for yourself, your house, your, you know, everything that these guys are getting called out for. Guys and gals are in uniform getting called out for stupid stuff that's solvable by just two people trying to be reasonable and rational. Mm. Uh, I think that we've gotten to a place where it's safe spaces and you know cry rooms and it's all this crazy stuff has is permutated into everything here right. and i think that that's where a lot of this comes from is asking the cops to do something because you don't want to do it yourself all right you know? no you left one out you left out comfort animals too yes comfort animals i forgot all about that i've got several of them in my room um i'm sure that you listening out there you've gone to boneheaded stupid calls uh we want to hear about them we like hearing from you so uh, send us an email to policing matters at police one.com that's policing matters at police one.com thanks again for listening